Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Genius Fan Podcast with your host, uh, yours truly, Malik. Thank you for joining me today, wherever you're, wherever you're plugging in from, Spotify, iTunes, and beyond. I uh, just wanted to welcome you to the first episode of Many to Follow uh, of this podcast. And uh, as my family and friends know, this is a long time coming. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy what I put out going forward. Uh, I, I appreciate in advance a little bit of patience and a learning curve. But uh, I think uh, the, the content that myself and, and um, the guests that are going to be coming on in the near future uh, are putting together is going to be something that you will enjoy or at least have an opinion for. Uh, and I'd love to hear back from you and get your thoughts on, on the things we discussed and, and maybe some of the things that you'd like for us to discuss on this podcast. Also, before uh, I kick off uh, the stories that I'd like to cover, uh, I would like to give a shout out and thanks to a couple of inspirations, a couple of shows that that have pushed me to to start this while I continue to work on my 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 daytime career uh, as a consultant and a coach. Uh, is uh, one being the Sims and Lefko show now the Lefko show. Uh, Adam Lefko and Chris Sims. Uh, Chris was great at analysis and and shared some unbelievable insight so that was great and really appreciated that and learned from kind of how to look at the game uh, despite me not having a football background uh, and Adam uh, you're, you're fantastic uh, you know connecting uh, the community and it you know kind of making a community uh, of all of us fans of the show uh, the homies and and giving us a voice to really uh put together a show that that has a fan influence. Uh, also, you're great on social media, and Josh was was that way as well when he was with the show at Bleacher Report. So I aim to be like you and in, 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 uh, in the show that you and Chris put together. So thank you for, for being that. Um, secondly, uh, Colin Coward. I know he's a very different uh, person uh, in terms of the style of hosting and style of show compared to Simpson Lefko, but I really like the way he frames his interviews, the way he 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 uh, engages with the guests, his perspective on different different stories and in 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 kind of the takes that he has. I don't necessarily agree with all of them, but I do love uh, the way he has curated his show. Uh, and and also the way he connects great analogies and metaphors from real life to sports. So just wanna just wanna just wanna thank uh, both these these shows and, and and the individuals that are involved for for being an inspiration as I as I begin this journey. So now uh, without further ado, let's get into what the show is going to be about. Now this the show is going to be evolving as you know. Uh, what the season's going to be like is going to be different than what the show as we know right now is going to be. Uh, the sports world has evolved and changed where uh, where there is no end to the sports cycle and sports news cycle. Before, you kind of had to go by the seasons. That's not the case anymore with free agency, drafting, uh, and so on and so forth. So... Uh, during the season, we have some cool things related to to fan analysis, as I like to say. Some of the things related to, uh, uh, you know, analyzing the games and some of the smart plays and not so smart plays that that are going to be made. Uh, the the running stories that are there, and some takes 
uh, on 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 situations which maybe out of the left field, but you know, hey, that's what opinions are about. Uh, and also share some wisdom. Uh, you know, I am somebody that does professional coaching, life coaching, business coaching as a passion. So kind of connecting life's wisdoms to what we see in sports or the events in sports is something that I hope to to share every episode. Um, so for now, in terms of the offseason, one of the big things that, that we want to go into is the draft, not the typical analysis and things like that, but some of the unique stories that come with that and kind of a take related to how people assess different positions. So I'll, I'll try to sprinkle that in. Also, the ongoing stories related to different teams uh, in the NFL. Although this podcast is going to be focused on NFL football and college football, uh, I will have a world sports segment because I am a passionate sports fan, uh, and many of you are as well beyond the foot beyond American football. So, um, soccer or football, um, hockey, basketball, uh, even tennis. Uh, there will be there will be reference to those and. Um, if you if you guys want to if there's a hot story out there i would love to kind of pick up on it and 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 discuss it here going forward so that's kind of what what uh, we want to kickstart uh this show with uh with the first story that has taken over the headlines today which is the antonio brown trade uh the wide receiver from the pittsburgh steelers to the oakland raiders for a third and fifth round pick I mean, you could argue that the third round pick is, in essence, the the, the end of second and, and, and the fifth is end of fourth. But on paper, it's a third and fifth round pick. Uh, and, um, you know, my take on this is, is a couple of ways. One, happy for Antonio Brown. You know, he's getting his money. He's not been about championships. He's not been about winning per se. Uh, I'm sure he hates losing, but that's not been his uh, uh, that's not been his focus even when he was with the Steelers. So happy for him, man. I mean, you got two. You were able to do the shenanigans and 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 get a legit contract that gives you two years of guaranteed money. You know, over thirty million dollars. So hats off to you. Go do your thing. Um, I will say related to him, uh, kids out there, do not follow his tactic in terms of trying to get what you want in life in any other avenue. I think you can get away with this nonsense in sports. You can't do this in a real job. You can't do this with real relationships where you, you know, put on a blonde mustache, get a crazy hairdo and start doing, doing, you know, start spewing things on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I think this works in sports for now uh, in certain situations. Uh, athletes that are immensely talented can get away with with many, many things that a normal human being that may be accomplished in other areas uh, would not be able to. So uh, for the kids out there, do not think that this is the norm and this is how the world operates. This is just how high-priced, high-ego wide receivers with an unbelievable talent can operate uh, when they don't care about uh, you know, burning bridges and so on and so forth. So, you know, that's my note on on Antonio Brown. Uh, now, moving on to the Pittsburgh Steelers and, and the teams involved, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, about the Oakland Raiders, to be honest with you, um, 
they say this is this is a great move to build something uh, in Oakland and take it to Vegas and so on and so forth. The problem is I don't know what the heck they're building out there. Uh, some of the moves that they've made, um, you know, I understand some of the fiscal uh, and financial moves that they had to make with Khalil Mack and and uh, uh, Amari Cooper, who I think is a good receiver, but not in the same breath as Antonio Brown. Um, and Khalil Mack is fantastic, was a game changer for Chicago, but the money that he would dictate, uh, I don't think the o- Oakland Raiders could really afford. But my concern is really, what the heck are you doing this for? I mean, it's not like this team is built for playoffs. Forget Super Bowl or any kind of championship, uh, divisional championship. This team's not even built for playoffs. Your your quarterback doesn't even get a vote of confidence where your head coach is, is going around the, the, the combine talking about a rookie uh, 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 quarterback uh, coming into it in terms of Kyler Murray and how amazing he is. I mean, you're not even instilling confidence in the most important position in football, which is the quarterback. So uh, I don't know what Oakland's doing. John Gruden was fun when he would uh, dissect the quarterbacks from college and uh, on ESPN and, and, and talk about his, you know, why banana, whatever, whatever plays. And, and, and I, I loved him for it. I don't know if he knows what he's doing in Oakland. Uh, the, 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 the jury's out. And especially with Mike Mayock as the selected GM instead of some 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 accomplished up and comer uh, it just it just it's like it's you know the, the thing that that I think about when I think about those two men is is kind of like two showmen who are who are illusionists who really don't know any magic they just know how to do do smoke and mirrors and that's kind of the the feel that I get from John Gruden and Mike Mayock um, they both have a long leash so we'll see uh, but Oakland good luck uh, you'll definitely see some flash and dash with, with Antonio Brown. And, and, and uh, so the last season is going to be entertaining out there. In terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and, you know, uh, pardon me already in advance, I'm going to go on a bit of a rant. Uh, people that know me and love me um, uh, are aware I'm a fan of the Steelers. Not necessarily diehard as much as, as, much as most other Pittsburgh folks. Uh, partly because I don't like the way they run the organization, some of the decisions that they made in terms of drafting, coach selection, and so on and so forth. But I do root for them. That's the NFL team that I root for and I I do identify with. Um, And what I would like to say is, you know, Antonio Brown's situation was an isolated situation where where it kind of snowballed out of control. So Steelers had to do what they had to do to cut their losses. But, my comments right now are more for the organization as a whole and some of the delusion that exists within that organization. And I'm not going to pile on, but I'm going to state facts that exist and have existed for the last five to seven years uh, since Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert really took on the team and, and Art Rooney became the owner more so than his father uh, and ran the daily operations. So what I would like to say is one Steelers are a circus, Art Rooney. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what team you're looking at. I mean, there's a way to to frame uh, 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 something where where you don't want negativity negativity to perpetuate. You know, you can frame a situation in a more positive way. 
uh, and, and, and lessen the blow by maybe not calling it a circus and, and answering the question saying, yes, we've had some issues. Yes, we're, we're working through some, some, some changes with the team, but, uh, you know, we as an organization uh, are going to handle it and grow rather than just dismiss something that's been a fact. I mean, you have players who are normal, um, Team guys, I mean, Jesse James, I'm a Penn Stater. I'm, you know, I, I've heard nothing but good things about him as a teammate. He's going around talking about being, be, being Steelers, being Kardashians. Juju being like, we just got to go play football. Um, you have people during the season um, having to, uh, players during the season having to answer more questions about how people are acting than the, the football play on the field. That's a circus. That's not a football team. That's a joke. And uh, I may be coming off strong, but the fact of the matter is this was the gold standard along with the Giants in terms of organizations. You know, you have a handful that over the last 50 years that you can say are gold standard organizations, Giants, Steelers, Packers being being, being, being one. And, and, and each of those organizations, Packers have kind of taken control of it and, and are doing some good things, to be honest. Uh, but... I don't know about the Giants. I don't know about the Steelers. And Steelers, from 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 what I can see, it's not a new occurrence. Um, the other organizations, they've had they, they have had reasons for their their ups and downs. Steelers are are more self inflicted than any. Whether you look at Joey Porter being being crazy, Todd Haley doing crazy stuff in a bar fight, you have Antonio Brown facetiming, you have Le'Veon Bell contract situation. Uh, you have uh, outbursts on the sidelines. You have Mike Tomlin trying to trip a player. I mean, come on! Is this is this is this a professional football organization or something that that is made up a bunch of you know juveniles trying to act like men, uh, or rather, you know, a bunch of men who basically act like juveniles? Like this is crazy. So. You know, I don't want to hear any of these excuses about it's just, you know, it's it, we have a great organization, we have no issues, blah, blah, blah. You know, we'll see. You've not been winning championships. Uh, New England has won more championships in the last uh, 20 years than the Steelers have won in the last 40. Let's keep it real. And, uh, you know, we no longer can, can, you know, the Steelers can no longer uh, lean on the idea of being um, a team that has six championships and all this kind of stuff. So, look, uh, if Tomlin and if Kevin Colbert can't get their act together, I don't see them lasting past next season. Um, and, and Kevin Colbert and Tomlin, in terms of the draft, the biggest issue has been defense. We have not been able to stop the pass against anybody. You know, drama being aside... You have predictable pass off pass defenses that cannot handle any top ten offense that comes into the house, whether we go away, whether we're at home. So what what I will say is I respect and appreciate the desire to placate the fans, but we're not idiots. Uh, and we have dealt with this for, for a long time in the last five years where we've seen the same issues pop up. I think Steelers have invested about 16 draft picks in the defensive backfield with two legitimate starters having come out of that. And most of these picks have been in the top three, top, top three rounds. I, I don't understand. There's a, the, the head coach used to coach defensive backs and it's from a defensive background. Cannot draft DBs and safeties? Like, are you kidding me? 
Forget that. Kevin Colbert can't even get a legitimate free agent. You're Mike Mitchell, Morgan Burnett. Like, are you kidding me? That's not the mark of excellence. I know there's a hit and miss for drafts and free agency, but come on. You know the glaring issue that we have, and you can't address it for five years. That's ridiculous. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I know I know people are predicting a major demise of the Steelers. I don't think it's going to be the case. I think there's some some uh, amount of, of uh, uh, alertness now, and there's a chip on the shoulder, but we'll see. Uh, so that's my little, little perspective and, 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 and uh, rant on the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they're doing with their franchise going forward. So uh, now moving on to the draft real quick, and I'm just going to share a little snippet. Uh, you know, people have been talking about how amazing the draft class from last year with the quarterbacks has been, and uh, they've been good. But honestly, I don't think it's really fair to judge any draft ca- draft class until three years into uh, three years into that class. Uh, you know, people have already anointed many of these individuals uh, like Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold as, as the next coming of the great quarterbacks. I don't know. I just don't know. I think he that they are great. I think they did okay for 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 being rookies. If you look at game tape for for when they played top ten defenses, they basically look like rookies who didn't know uh, a certain coverage. They did not. They did not throw with anticipation in those games. They had challenges um, handling the pressure. They showed every rookie um, indication of uh, every indication of being rookies. So, you know, look, uh, this year's class we don't know. I mean, Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick. Uh, you have Russell Wilson, third round draft pick. You know, nobody thought he was going to be an all pro when he was coming out of college. They thought he was a good quarterback, but not the Russell Wilson that we know. Uh, so I would just say, Hey, let's see. Um, let's, let's pump the brakes on the draft class. Uh, that how amazing the draft class was last year. And let's stop crapping on the, 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 the QBs this year. Let's see where they end up, what system they're around, and, and, and give it three years before we, we gauge and evaluate. Um, and on that note, I will, I will have some thoughts on, on the college uh, tape on a couple of the lesser-known QBs. I mean, everybody's talking about Kyler Murray, uh, Dwayne Haskins, and Drew Locke, uh, and two-degree Daniel Jones. But there are others, whether it's Will Greer, whether it's Trace McSorley, whether it is um, uh, the quarterback from Buffalo, I forget his name, and uh, I, be- I believe it's Justin Jackson, uh, somebody like that, and-, and see what they have to offer and just kind of put it out there um, and-, uh, and-, and see what it's all about. So that's something that I just want to share related to the draft. Now, the last thing that I want to cover is related to world sports. And it is about the club Manchester United from the English Premier League uh, of European football and um, their managerial search. Now, I, many of you may be like, hold up, hold up, Malik. They already have a caretaker manager and he's going to be the manager after the season's done because he is amazing. He's God's gift to man. He's a, he's a, he's a man you 
through and through, uh, you know, and, and knows the club, has the DNA, all that stuff. And I won't disagree. I will not disagree with you. But I will use a life-related analogy to explain the reasoning behind the fact that I believe as Manchester United and the Manchester United board and the senior senior executives in that club um, that they should not go ahead and anoint Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, the caretaker manager, as the permanent manager without doing due diligence on other potential candidates that are out there, whether it's Allegri from, from Juventus, whether it's Pochettino from Tottenham Hotspur, or anybody else. There is a reason why I say this. And the reason I say is using a life analogy, which, which many of us have experienced. So I'll, I'll take, uh, take, take uh, a, a, a young man as an example that whenever a person is in a relationship, that is not ideal. That has its ups and downs. That, that over time, it has grown stale. Um, the person, when you met, uh, you know, had their ducks in the row. They, they cared. They seemed like they were a perfect fit. They energized you. They challenged you. Uh, but over time, it, that relationship just wore you out. That relationship no longer was a positive part of life. And what, what you did at that point in a smart move was ended. Now, shortly thereafter, you're in a coffee shop or in this modern day and age on a dating app. Uh, come across a beautiful young woman. She is vibrant. She is happy-go-lucky. She doesn't really worry about her professional attributes, but she knows she, she's really into her art and is great at it. Um, you went on a couple of dates and it's been, it's been like cloud nine. She can do no wrong. She actually loves being around, uh, uh, around kids, around uh, older parents of people. And she is smiling at all times. Fantastic. In that situation, and in life generally, are you going to go and put a ring on it? I don't think so. Maybe she is the one. Maybe she is somebody you, you're going to actually end up getting in a relationship with. But before you do, you have to evaluate the person for what they are in totality. So, I want to emphasize this point that we do this in life. When we're looking and trying to make a big decision, the smart folks balance the emotion with the logic. I'm not saying that there, there's no value in the, the, the positive traits a person brings in a relationship, that the feeling you get with that person, that is highly important. But there's a logical part of it in terms of values, in terms of long-term compatibility, in terms of goals. You may be a traveler wanting to, wanting to, 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 
to expand your career and 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 have her as a support, and vice versa. Want her to do the same thing, while she desires nothing more to have ten kids. It's not wrong, but it's not a fit. Also, you are a person that may be worldly. That is very comfortable in in in, a, in different social situations. While she grew up in a small town, never had exposure. She can smile at everybody, but over time, that's something that she doesn't look forward to. So, these are things that does not make the other person the wrong person. Uh, that doesn't make the person a bad person but may not be the right one at the right time. Same thing with Manchester United when it comes to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. He is a fantastic rejuvenating force with the club right now. Some of his player, his player selections have been spot on. Young lads are playing their butts off for him. Everybody at the club loves him. Everybody from Joan the secretary is is ready to ready to go to the end of end of the earth for him. Tactically, depends. Um, he still run. He still had the four four two, which is an ancient formation instead of the diamond and some others, uh, which was a little confusing, and a tad bit concerning. But when it comes down to the long term future of Manchester United. A smart club, a club with the stature and the reach and the financial resources and the fan base of Manchester United, arguably the biggest and the most influential club in the world, should check out all the options and evaluate with the balance of emotions and logic. Pochettino, Allegri, and whoever else that the club believes has a potential to be a fit, needs to be vetted, needs to be given a voice to share their plan, and given an opportunity to share what they are all about in terms of the long-term future of this spectacular club. People say, oh, why would you want to spend $50 million on Pochettino when we have, a, when we have Pochettino light uh, and up-and-comer in Sochar and, and people like Sochar should be given a chance. If people don't get a chance, how are they going to move up? Fantastic. Sochar can go to Everton and, 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 and uh, show his chops if, if that's so he desires. Doesn't mean it has to be Manchester United. A Manager, a successful manager, nine times out of ten has the ability to do a decent job in any club in the English Premier League uh, across the board. I'm not saying win championships. I'm not saying do amazing things. But make a team better immediately with their acumen, their coaching skills, man management skills, and tactical acumen. So I don't want to hear that he, you know, man, you doesn't get him, we're going to lose out. No. And he's not Pochettino light. The team that Pochettino has put together in Tottenham for the money and the resources he had from Daniel Levy is nothing less than spectacular. I will swap the Tottenham front three, midfield, and even the defense, to be honest, for the most part with the Manchester United team, except for a few parts. So, all I'm saying is, Manchester United, 
for the greater good of the club, for the world, do not get caught up like that guy that jo- just got out of a bad relationship and and put a ring on the first woman that makes you smile. Get to know her. Go out and date a couple. See who's a fit, who matches your values, matches your long-term vision of your life, in this case, the club, and then put a ring on it. All right, so that's a little bit of spiel in regards to world sports and uh, the, 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 the coaching and managerial search or the managerial future at Manchester United. Um, so with that, uh, I'm pretty much done with this episode. Uh, I just want to thank everybody that, that actually showed up, listened to this, shared any feedback uh, with me. Um, I look forward to having you guys be in the audience next time and 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 I'm in the process of setting up Instagram and some of these other places where we we can interact and, and engage in further. So again, thanks a lot. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys next time. Take care as always. Have a good one guys. Ciao.